The Last Word with Matt Cooper. When the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use first met last April, we met its chair, Paul Reid, and talked to him about his ambitions for the meetings which took place between April and October. He has produced its final report already, and there are 36 recommendations for a new model to reduce the harm caused by illicit drugs use. He joins us now. Paul, thank you very much for being with us. And that thing, to reduce the harm caused by illicit drugs use, is that an implicit realisation that there will always be people that will use drugs, illegal drugs, that are not necessarily good for them. Good evening, Matt. And and you're right, as you say, last April when I spoke to you, I said this would be the most detailed engagement on drug use that's ever happened on this island, and it certainly was that. And it gave us enough knowledge and information and experiences to come out with the 26 recommendations that we did. Specifically to your question, just in relation to harm caused by drugs, we were tasked uh, to come back with recommendations that reduces harm, not increases harm. Uh, when you look at the spectrum of people who use drugs, uh, there's various categories you could say. Some people who may benefit from drugs, might be medical uh, prescriptions. Uh, some people who may uh, be non-problematic in their use of drugs. Uh, and then there's people who can develop a chronic dependency and people who can go into addiction. So we looked at across the whole spectrum. Uh, and our judgment in looking at that spectrum was that we needed to make a radical shift uh, from the current approach to a criminal justice system for people caught with possession of drugs to a health med approach and really target and support those people at an earlier stage who may be problematic uh, and who may be in addiction. And how do you suggest doing that? The model that we looked at, we looked across models in the US and Canada and, and Portuguese models often looked at. Uh, but we would describe our model as an Irish model for the Irish context. Uh, what it would mean in practice in that recommendation would be that if a person is caught in possession uh, for personal use, uh, that they would not be brought through a criminal justice system. Uh, they would be rooted through a health system. So they may go into a process that would assess them. Uh, do they have a problem with it? Or are they dependent on it? Do they have an addiction? Uh, if the judge that they, if it's judged through the health system that they would, they would be given supports and routed through a health system to help them with their addiction. Uh, but if they're not judged to be problematic, they would be given advice about some of the risks and the harms caused to drugs. Um, so, you know, you're getting in earlier in the intervention, not getting into the criminal justice system, trying to give some supports and awareness and education to people on, on the potential dangers. The way things have been done to date is to create the fear of getting a criminal record was regarded as an incentive not to use drugs. Is that redundant way of dealing with this? Well, I'm not so sure. I mean, you have to make a judgment on that. And we did around, you know, is it a fair? The, the reality of it is drugs are very pervasive. The use of drugs are very pervasive all across this country on all types of drugs. So that's the, that's the reality we're living with. What is really causing us to get people in a spin is that you, you know, for, as I said, on, on, on those levels of personal possession, you can very quickly find yourself rooted into a, a criminal justice system. And we have to have a realisation. One of the strong experiences came to us was many people who use drugs uh, have had some early life trauma in their, in, in their life. It can be abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. And they used, got involved in using drugs to kind of numb that trauma. Uh, and then they got into addiction and then they got into a criminal process. And then they, in many cases, ended up in prison. So we want to break that vicious cycle. Uh, and there's no doubt, while drugs are pervasive across the country, they really hurt marginalised communities and stigmatised communities. And, and they really, areas of high social deprivation suffer worst. 
So if you would recommend decriminalisation of possession for personal use, what about those who have amounts that are larger than they would need for personal use for supply to others? Okay, so what? We, first of all, and I want to be clear on this, we are not recommending legalising drugs. Okay? Well, I was going to get to that, So yes. we are still saying, and our recommendations are very clear, uh, the distribution, supply of drugs is still illegal. Uh, we did leave it back to the Oireachtas and the political uh, system now, quite rightly, uh, to get their advice around what would be a reasonable level of possession for personal use, uh, how many grams, etc., what kind of drugs. Uh, we recommend it for all drugs, but, you know, what quantity and how many times a person might be caught with drugs in possession. So, yes, it would be still illegal. We would recommend uh, if, you know, it's over a level of possession, that would be actually supply of drugs. Why not go the legalisation route for things like cannabis, for example, as has been done in other countries? Because some advocates would suggest that some drugs are no more dangerous than alcohol, for example, even though they are illegal. But also that if you do legalise, that you're better able to regulate. And that would mean that, for example, that if somebody was to purchase cannabis, they might be more confident that it's in a safe dose rather than something that they get at present on the black market. Yes, and, you know, it's important that I do say we looked at all drugs and our recommendations now apply across all drugs in terms of decriminalisation. The specific vote we had on one weekend related to cannabis was extremely tight. There was only one vote in the difference between whether we should go on the full spectrum of legalising or take the same approach as we are with other drugs. So our recommendations take the same approach on all drugs. And, you know, I think there's a risk in this debate. There was a risk for me at the start of it that the whole issue in discussions around legalising of cannabis, you know, this is a much more greater issue in terms of reducing harm across all drugs and we have to create that awareness in. So we were anxious and our 36 recommendations reflect this. We've taken a board a debate around legalising cannabis. We've taken our recommendations to make the same application across all drugs for decriminalising. Um, but, you know, there's 35 other recommendations in there that are really important. You talk about decriminalising the possession and use of illegal drugs that are still illegal. But what if those drugs can cause the users to do harm to others? So that, say, somebody, for example, who might be using cocaine gets in a car and create, causes an accident. And is there not a danger that if you decriminalise the possession and use of illegal drugs that you're showing more of a tolerance which may not necessarily be explained by the public health benefits? And, and that's a judgment call we had to make too because, you know, right now today there are crimes committed for people for example, as you said, uh, drug driving, you know, yeah. uh, and it's conviction and it's a criminal process and, and that's the way it should be. Uh, so there's different aspects to this. Whole Sorry, discussion. even though because a lot of drug use is not just have an impact on the user, but can mm. have an impact on the people around them. Mm. It can be families, people that people are living with. It can be that, again, if you go back to cocaine, that people are vulnerable to assault by people who are high in a cocktail of cocaine and alcohol. So although you're saying decriminalise their personal possession, their actual usage can bring very negative consequences for other people. And that's why we believe the model we recommend gives a greater chance of an intervention to understand and for the person to understand the potential impacts for them, but also it to be judged if there are actually other family issues going on that are being impacted or community issues being impacted. So if you route three people through a health-led system, 
you have a better opportunity to get the full assessment of the potential impacts, not just on the individual, but on their family as well. Some people might think, listening to this, they're just joining us, that this is some sort of government recommendation. It's not. This is the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use making recommendations to government to implement. Tell us a little bit about how well you believe the Citizens' Assembly works in coming up with these recommendations. Yeah, well, if you look at the first of all the process, then I talked about the handover to government. Uh, the process that we worked through, seven months of work, uh, six full assembly meetings over six full weekends, 130 presenters came up to us from all different points of view, stakeholders, lived experiences presented to us in Garda Shikhan, a whole range, uh, 250 hours of deliberations of the assembly members at the table themselves discussing this item, 800 public submissions. So we believe in that seven-month process, we've captured the real issue of the debate in society around drugs. So it's well informed. Now, quite before, right. Sorry, before you go to government, how surprised were you or were you surprised by what you heard? I think if you're to ask me, the one thing that jumped out for me, and I think the Assembly members too throughout this process, was the whole issue of early life trauma and many reasons why. You know, we come to judgments about people who are using drugs far too early. And, you know, it's very clear many people who may end up in prison uh, many of people who are using drugs on the streets have had some really awful early life trauma uh, and their way of dealing with this. And we've had this lived experience given to us by individuals and their families. Their way of dealing with it was to, to take drugs and numb it. And, you know, very quickly and very soon, they develop an addiction, develop, they get into a criminal system, they end up in jail. You know, it's a fact of the thousands of people in our jails at the moment, uh, short of 5,000 people, almost 70% are suffering addiction. You know, I spent some time in Mount Joy and there's no real supports within the system. So you get into this horrible cycle and it's very hard to get out of it. So then go to what the government is likely to do. How confident are you that these recommendations, 35 of them that you have proposed, will, sorry, 36 of them will actually be taken up by the government? Yeah, so for me, our work of the Assembly is, is completed. We handed over this morning the report. I handed over as chair uh, to the Taoiseach and the Minister, Minister Nocton. I had a really good engagement with them and I must say I came away very reassured. I, I would have a concern uh, that this lies on a shelf uh, and I want to make sure that that doesn't happen. The engagement I had this morning was very good and very strong. The Minister's commitment to establish and rock this committee very soon and very quickly now to take the process into the political system for them to debate and discuss it. So I was encouraged by that, uh, that a committee will be established very quickly. Um, and I was encouraged by the Minister's response today at the launch in terms of her commitment to it. So, you know, we had a fear during the process that there was legislation brought forward in 2019 and that's still remaining on a shelf in 2024 to... What changes with that legislation were brought about? I kind of was a step on a health-led approach. It was, you know, it was leaning towards a more health... Not as strong as we would go into it, not a decriminalisation, but to try to get people through health-led approaches more often. And that's been lying on a shelf and that was quite Why? frustrating. Why does that happen? I think there's a real frustration. It was in the, it was in the 29, 2019 agreement in terms of government. It was, it was agreed then. Um, and I think there's just been a response to it or a reaction to it and not wanting to see it through. We said, this just can't happen. And that was a discussion we had with the Taoiseach this morning and his response was quite positive. Is there, despite the fact that we clearly see the damage that is done in Irish society and the damage that is done to the lives of individuals, is there a fear within the political system to the reaction of loud voices to change? Well, I think on this one in particular, I think we've landed in the right spot that's right for Ireland in the Irish context, number one. 
Secondly, while I'm encouraged by the Taoiseach's response, I'm also encouraged by the response, initial responses across all parties. Uh, we had people today at the launch from all parties and it was quite encouraging. So I think for once in Ireland, we have an opportunity now, once in a generation opportunity, to get out of the binary debate around legalising, not legalising, to go for an Irish model for its right for an Irish context. And, you know, I am encouraged by the cross-party initial support responses we've got. And one final thing, based on all of the interviews that you've done, and particularly with the input of Angarda Shikona, is it ever possible to win the so-called war on drugs against the criminals who are supplying them? I suppose the easiest way to answer that is we looked at the current model and we gave the Assembly members an opportunity to vote on the current model. Do we stick with the status quo? And they overwhelmingly rejected sticking with the status quo. So whether it's called the war on drugs or whatever it's defined as, the current model, as we do it, is ending up a spiral of uh, a vicious cycle of people ending up in criminal convictions where we believe there's a better intervention. Paul Reid, Chair of the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs Use, thank you for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.